Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so very much for tuning in to Weekends with Wilds Worldwide. We are, in fact, back. It is Dividend Weekend. It is your favorite weekend. It is my favorite weekend. I'm so excited about sitting in with my girls, as I always am. So I need for everybody to do what it is that you normally do. Like, share, text, tag all of your people. Get them up and on. Let them know that Weekends with Wilds Worldwide is back. Hey, Mika's chiming in and on the panel. She's doing extra stuff this morning, y'all. So um, good morning, Sheena. I need for everybody to do what it is that we do. Like, share, text, tag, get all of your people up and on. Let them know that Weekends with Wilds Worldwide is, in fact, back. I need for you guys to follow and subscribe to everywhere that we are. Like the Wilds Worldwide page on Facebook, Instagram. We are Wilds Worldwide. We are, in fact, Alyssa's Random Thoughts. We are also on all major podcast platforms. So I need for you guys to get into it. I need for you guys to follow me everywhere and invite your family to do the same thing. I need for my number to just soar as you guys are steadily helping me to move from Alyssa, South Jersey to Wilds Worldwide. And I appreciate every single thing about you. Jason is here first thing in the morning. Thank you, Jace, my Jason. Hey, Kat, good morning to everybody. I will not belabor the time because you know I'm trying to hold us to a, a deep decent hour. Good morning, Miles. I'm trying to hold us to a decent time nowadays. Now, I know for sure this is going to be my first test because you know this is our first month back with um, Weekends with Wilds Worldwide since our low in April. So we're going to see just how well Diva then does. Now, I, I'm pretty much sure that we are just uh, a show rather than a podcast. We are a whole thing. Hey, Ty is here. Miles is here. Everybody's here. Good morning, everybody. So we'll see how well our num our numbers go. You know, we we'll see. I'm, I'm thinking that we'll do probably an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half. You probably say an hour and 45 minutes, but let's see what happens because it's dividend weekend. And we are talking about navigating adult relationships. This, this kind of pings all of our hearts. So I'm hoping that you guys stick and stay. I hope that you'll invite all of your people, tell them to come on in. As I bring out the girls, good morning, beloved. Good morning, beloved. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning to you all. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. What's going on with you guys? Good morning, everybody. Flo is here. Nafan is here. Angie is here in two places. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So talk to me, y'all. Talk to me. What's been going on since the last time we met, which was all the way in March? Damn. You said that. I couldn't believe it's been that long. Yeah. It's been that long. Yeah, because we took the month off in April. And April was five weekends. There were five Saturdays in April. Yep. And here we are the last weekend in May. It's been exactly. Yes, yeah. Memorial Day weekend. I thank you guys. Good morning and happy birthday, Yolanda Moore. One of my favorite pinky hey. brains. So good I'm morning. A minute. Hey, a minute. Yes. Okay, so we good what's now. Been going on with y'all? It's been a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. It took me a minute to get my tech together, but Liz got me all. I see you nice and crisp. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> gave me my stem. Y'all should have seen that yesterday. I was like, you guys to test this out because I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I couldn't figure out nothing. Now? You oh, took it all the way up. Boom. We ready. Yeah. And uh-uh, uh-uh, Miss MacBook. You good over there. You you good over there. <laughs> when I went to when I went to start That's it up this there. morning, it, it, it decided it wanted to up update. And I was like, listen, tell me what to do with this part. I don't know. It stopped updating at 956. 
but I had my phone. I was ready, y'all. I was ready. I had my phone. You know, so yeah. Propping on point as usual. <laughs> okay, so, so you know, I'm every chilling. every no. Saturday, every Saturday when I go when I log when I go live for weekends or wilds worldwide, I immediately have a hot flash. On Sunday nights at 8 p.m. when I do becoming, I immediately have an allergy attack. Right, my oh nose my will just start running out of nowhere, so it never fails. So right now I'm on fire. So if I turn into an eight by ten coffee, <laughs> pay me no attention. Just keep listening to my girls; they'll carry me through. As right now, I got the air on like sixty five up in here. It is <laughs> up in so here. So you need that hoodie. I mean, no, I would need that hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> The first thing they're gonna go is, oh, it's so cold. Hey, that hey, I'm a woman of a particular age. <laughs> and you oh, feel uh, nice and comfortable, like it's unfazed. You are unfazed by that 65 degree. Poor Donine and Angie, whenever we room together, they be having hoodies, sweatpants <laughs> on, they be having blankets. In the middle of the summer, we come prepared to dress like it's winter. Uh-huh. Well, I'll be doing a two-step and bra and panties. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, sis, yo, I'll see you at about 11.30. Devin is picking me up at 11.15. That was <laughs> okay. <laughs> you Total side part. I mean, Devin's picking me up at 11.30, Yolanda, so we'll be over to the Brigada. <laughs> Total <laughs> side part. <laughs> That's oh, where the party is. Is that where the, the party is? Expect the unexpected. That's right. That's Expect right. The, navigating adult friendships. Who child. Relationships. I am I'm going to say that I am merely the convener and the moderator for today because I need to learn because I'm struggling (laughs) with navigating adult relationships. And that's just being honest. And I'm glad I added relationships because it's male and female. It's not love relationships necessarily. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all of my relationships this year and I've talked about it open and honestly on Mm -hmm. um, becoming. Indy is here. Hi, Sora Faith. Um, I've open, I've talked open and honestly about how I've been struggling to navigate um, my relationships. Um, and pretty much I've just taken them all and thrown them all in the trash because they were no longer, um, they were, they just didn't make sense anymore. To be perfectly honest, I'm going to say for me, so I'm going to sit back. I'm going to moderate I'm going to let my ladies do what it is that they do, because maybe there are some things that I could possibly take take away from this session for the things that I've been going through. And not that I'm going to go get anybody else back out the trash, because I think that those relationships have. Hey, Fort, Fort and Tamika Wilcox Champagne. I forgot the shout out. So, hey, everybody, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to take anybody back out the trash. I'm pretty sure of that. But moving forward, because this this situation seems to keep barreling on week after week after week. I'm confronted with somebody who's requiring more of me than I am now willing to give. And maybe it's because I set up relationships with them needing me because I needed to feel needed. I set up relationships where people, it was always lopsided. There was not a full blown reciprocity, maybe situational, and as my girls have said some time ago, they, they, they made me aware of relational versus transactional. Um, so I'm realizing that a lot of my relationships were transactional. They were largely transactional. And now that I'm in this process of becoming, these things are no longer desirable for me. And if I take it back again to last week's show, Tone Loke said, 
Your resume is stellar and beautiful and reads like a pretty little novel, but how do you make me feel? Mm -hmm. And I have been stuck with that for all last from for the last seven days, how does it make me feel? And I know now that I need to immediately move to peace and comfort when it does not make me feel good. Mm. So I am not, and as I said, I ain't taking nobody back out the trash. So if you are um, watching, but you're not commenting, you won't be back out the dumpster. You will not. But yet, however, conversely, moving forward, because this situation seems to keep barreling on, Help me, ladies, navigating adult relationships. Talk to me. Jump in. Well, I'm gonna jump in there. I'm gonna jump in there because, as y'all know, I have many, many circles. Sisters, I got a sister circle. I got a diva wine club. I got the diva den. I got my sorors. I got the ladies that I call my inner circle ladies. So I have a lot of circles of friends. And one of the things that I've learned early on about navigating those relationships is I don't mix them often. Mm -hmm. um, I keep those friendships separate unless it's a like a big occasion or something like that where everyone's coming together and it's kind of like, you know, a celebratory or something like that. Then everyone will get together. Everyone knows each other. Everyone knows their place in my life, but I don't mix my friends often. I have groups of friends and then I have one-offs and I don't mean one-offs like a one-off but like like me and Barbara even though we're part of the Diva Wine Club but because we work together we have a different type of relationship. Me and Dawny have always just been me and Dawny but she comes on every trip that I go on and everyone loves her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So but I, I, I learned that I need to keep them separate for the most part because they don't always play well together. Um, and it's not all of them, but there are certain ones who I know mm, she can't come because Andrea will snatch her like it's not going to be good. <laughs> and no, I tend mixes well. mixes in, in a well. nice way, but yeah. my friends are very outspoken, very straightforward. Um, and I have to say most of my friends, I'm going to say 98, probably 98% of my friends are just beautiful spirits, beautiful souls. Um, very transparent, very genuine, um, but we ain't about the shit and we call bullshit real fast. So even though Andrea, who was my best friend, that is my best friend in this whole world. God gave her to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but she will straight cuss you out without saying one curse word in a very nice way. Like, so Yolanda's the same way. Like they're not going to let you be, you know how you have some friends who are like slick shady like say little slick comments on the side you know like do little shit on the side mm -hmm. and if we're in a group setting and dre catches that or yolanda catches that she'd be like oh you probably shouldn't be here because we're here for tamika and if that's the energy you're bringing you need to go mm -hmm. um and i appreciate that because i feel safe mm -hmm. when I, I feel safe with her so um, but I think for me as a full grown ass woman and as an adult, I come into relationships with an expectancy, not an expectation. Right. So I enter into a relationship really with my, my default being love and what can I bring to that relationship and what can I add to that relationship? And, you know, I'm a giver too. And I have found that, um, Devin said, we was talking the other day and he was like, yo, you are the most ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Like, 
Mm-hmm. If I got a room down Atlantic City, you got a room down Atlantic City. And if I can get you a room and, you know, like whatever I have, I share, rather if it's information, rather if it's resources. But what I realized is that a lot of people wanted to be connected to me because of the benefits that came with it. Mm. Um, and that's a really genuinely be to learn who you are and be a friend to you and really give and take in that relationship and be able to. So it's my, it's my circle of friends, mm-hmm. but then there's a lot of people who look to me to be their fun facilitator because they, look, <laughs> I, I'm so serious. They look at my social media or they look at, you know, from the outside in my life and they're like, Oh my God, she's so much fun. She's out in these streets. I want to do what she do. I want to be where she want to be. Well, you know, you ain't, you, mm, you ain't walking these to understand whatever the situation and circumstances is. You know what I mean? Even that's like when people always used to ask me to get rooms and I just started saying no, because I don't think they understand there's the gas, the total. Right. There's something that comes with I got to, I got to gamble. Like I dropped that. That's my vice. That's my thing. That's what the hell I do that affords me all of these benefits that people see, but it's at a cost and people don't think about that cost. I've had people have me come all the way down here, not offer gas, not offer toll, nothing. Didn't ask me to get them extra stuff. Didn't ask for extra, extra stuff. And I'm like, the fuck, I just, what else do you want me to do? I just saved you about (laughs) a good thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. And you still ask Mm -hmm. me, I ain't got nothing else to give. Right. Right, right, right. So, so I it's, a, it's important to to lay boundaries. That's an important aspect. Exactly. That's that's where I was going with. Yep. And similar to you know, so unfortunately or fortunately, in some of what Alyssa was discussing, was those kids are, that boundary is crossed, and they won't ever be able to mm-hmm. come back across the different the, the boundaries. So it's important. I want to say this that I really like the whole boss at the conference table look that you have today and <laughs> glasses in the chair look like you are really just at the, the helm of everything. But you know what I've been um I've been looking at a whole lot of um coach P is life. Coach P and I was watching some of her other things. Once I was introduced to people, you know, you kind of like go straight on down the rabbit hole. You spend a whole night just going through their social media, watching all the things that they have. And I was watching one thing that she had and she was talking about the um, boundaries. She was talking about boundaries and she was talking about um, how boundary setting is deep and it takes a whole yeah. lot because you can't keep moving back and drawing, redrawing the line in the sand and redrawing the line in the sand because then that's not boundaries at all. And I know for sure, I know for sure that most of my relational relationship issues, I'm going to say, because adult relationships now, I don't have much tolerance for, you know, you act a fool. I may need somebody to help me process what happened because that happened to me this week, but then you just move on. It's not enough time. It's not enough invested there. You know, you act a fool and I'm just out, just F it and F you, and I'm just gone. It is the relationships that have all of those decades in, you know, out of loyalty, out of, you know, we've been through a whole lot of different things. It's those those relationships that have spanned decades, multiple decades that you you try to rationalize and you justify and you you sit down and you think about it over and over and over again. Like, you know what? We've had all of these good years together. So you just don't want to throw it away just because we're having this rough patch. But for me, I will say, 
that with the boundaries, because I had backed up and drawn the line again, several times in the sand, you know, this year I I've just spent a lot of time and it began with the pandemic, but this year I was hell bent on becoming the woman that I know I'm intended to be the woman that I left behind so long ago. And it was a whole lot of learning, unlearning and healing that needed to be done with that. And one of the things was I want to feel as appreciated as I make other people feel. I want 1000% reciprocity. And now in my life, that's, that's a, that's, there's, it's not, it's not, it's a non-negotiable is what I'm trying to say. So for people who constantly want to use and use, because that was what our relationship was built off of for a long time. I was like, friend, like Meek said, she is the um, the fun friend. You know, you want her to create your whole fun. I am the person that people go to for things, for resources. I am resource and referral all of the time. So you're not coming to me when you're having fun. You're not coming to me when life is grand. You come to me with all of your woe is me. I need to pick your life up. I need to put it back together. I'm that person with the ear, the shoulder. I'm the one that bears everybody's burdens. And that has weighed me so far down that I'm no longer willing to do that because I've learned. And last summer was it for me. Last summer, I've been open and honest with talking about that. I went through a very rough patch. It was a hellacious summer. And that level of patience that I've had with the entire world did not come back to me. I learned that when I needed to just pour out and I needed to cry, people would listen. And then somehow the conversation would flip. It would flip into a circumstance that they were once in. Next thing you know, they fully taken over the whole conversation. So here I am now in this, in this whole process of just letting things go. And, and then that's just it. My way of navigating, my way of navigating has been, you know what? I've talked to you. I've opened up and expressed how hard this has been for me. I'm expressing to you how you make me feel. I'm expressing what's bothering me. I want us to get this right because I value you. So stop, stop, stop with how you're making me feel because I, I, I love you enough to say that this hurts. I love you enough not to go silent because that is definitely a defense mechanism for me. I will shut down and go my own way. So I was loving people enough to say, hey, 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 this hurts. Hey, 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 let's get it together. And they continue to blow past all of that. So now it's just gone. That's all I have. There was a, con it's, it's multi-tiered here, right? So we're talking about adult relationships and we're talking about just relationships. So in relationships that are friendships that have spanned decades. So when we talk about decades of time, Tamika spoke about coming from a place of love. Right, but also when you come from that place of love, you're all more forgiving, right? You're all more forgiving for the for the behaviors and or the things that are done to you. Um, and it, now you're in moving into a space where now I need to forget. I need to forget you, not necessarily forget what you did to me to forgive you, right? Because the forgiveness is there, but you know, I need to now forget because with the relationship, um, sometimes it's time to put them down, right? They've grown as much as they can grow. And no matter how much you can love from afar, you all had the boo friend back in the day that y'all loved and like, yo, but you're not good for me. Absolutely. So I'm going to over there on the table. I'm going to watch other people play with you. I'm going <laughs> to sit back here with all the secrets <laughs> and pray that they don't get the same experience that I got um, that wasn't fruitful for me, right? So I say that to say, you know, when we operate from a place of love, um, that comes with conditions and constrictions too. 
Um, I had a baby say to me the other day at, at work, um, I trusted them. I'm no longer giving my trust. Well, you'll learn how to temper your trust as you get older, right? You, you're wanting people to show up the way you want them to be. They're showing up who they are, right? Mm -hmm. So some people show up as who they are and have always showed up as who they are, but we made them who we wanted them to be in that friendship or that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the hard piece because when you finally get, you know, we all have announced it to me, it is, you know, already there. I'll be there in a week. And, you know, let's be behind us. In your 50s, you get to the point where you're like this. I don't really have the time anymore. I don't, I don't want to belabor the point, right? So you're talking about a couple of things, right? Let's see your new relationship, friendships that you're developing, and then old friendships and, and relationships that you need to, you know, put out to pasture. They yield different things because they're going to get diff they're going to get two different Alyssas. It's not coming with Alyssa from when she was 20, 30, 40, right? It's coming with Alyssa at 49, 50, right? Mm -hmm. So the long email that you would send cussing somebody else out is now three lines at the age of 50. At 40, it was a paragraph. At 30, it was a page. You know what I'm saying? Like you had a whole time. I'm going to write you a real quick letter real quick, but that letter be two pages long. At 40, that letter is going to be... A, about a paragraph. Now it's three sentences. I didn't like when you did this. Stop. And sometimes it's just okay. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. My you know, thing letting go has been hard for all of us. Right. It sure. What was what's the quote then in about a season for friends or friends a for season, a season? You're here for a season, a reason, and a purpose. Or a lifetime. Say that one Or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it and it can interchange, it can intertwine, <laughs> but you know, I think this piece of Lissy's becoming, you know, because that's Lissy's, what she's doing. We all tag on from time to time and have our own version of becoming and how it's impacting us. Um, I'm not in her race no more than she's in my race. Um, she at Camden High track. I'm at Camden Catholic track. We don't even have a track. So, you know, but I say that to say, you know, we're all in our own different journeys. Um, but our friendships of no longer tolerating certain things they're real now and mm -hmm. i'm not even sure some of us are able to articulate what has been painful in a relationship or the friendship it just mm. is a feeling, it's a feeling right and if we can't articulate our feeling then how are we holding other people responsible on how they make us feel and then are you even going to be able to explain it enough to have that person understand and respect the space that you're coming from and either they're going to have the empathy or the sympathy to understand, or is that barrier still up that they could never have made you feel that way right there? Right. And, and here's the thing. So as we talk about creating boundaries, right? So I'm someone who I articulate how I feel very well. I, I'm not good at holding things in. So I will say to somebody, when you did this, that hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. And I will call bullshit on someone. So if someone is on, on one, you know what I mean? I'll be like, yo, sis, you was on one. And I love you, but you was on one. And I didn't like how you made me feel when you did this. So mm -hmm. the thing with creating boundaries is the other person has to be mature enough. And I use the word mature not to be shady. But the other person has to have the emotional intelligence to be able to process. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's what it because is. if I tell you, you hurt me, 
we're friends and we, we love each other, right? And I say, you hurt me when you did this. There's no but. Because coming from a friendship and I love you, it's, oh my God, wait, what did I do? Because I'm going to want to know exactly what did I do because I don't want to do it again. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you come from a place where you immediately jump into defense and yep. never acknowledge it, well, then now I realize that this relationship is potentially toxic and is unhealthy. And yep. the person can't. And when a person can't own their shit and see what they did, like, I know That's my it. shit. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry when I did this. Or I projected what I was feeling on you. And I know I've been going through that recently because, and like Liz, I've talked about turning 50 and how my feelings were hurt about turning 50 because I'm a big birthday person, as everyone knows, but we talked about this whole turning 50 as a milestone. And to put it quite frank, I just didn't feel that people, it wasn't that they didn't show up for me. It was a lack of enthusiasm. It was a lack of, it was just like, I, I can't explain it, but people who just a few weeks ago was calling like, where Tamika, where Tamika? Because people always expect me to show up who didn't show up for me in any type of way, you know, no matter what it was, I didn't expect people to go to the Bahamas. I don't know what people's money is, but I damn sure had it. Here it is. I had an expectation as instead of an ex expecting, but I just really thought this is my 50th. We about to turn up. It's going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm such a celebratory person. And when the people here it is, now this is my shit. The people that I felt should have been excited for me, should have been as joyous for me as I was for them, should have been as thoughtful about me as I have always been about them. When they weren't, I was hurt. And I said it and I was like, I, I, I need to process how I'm feeling about people's lack of enthusiasm and joy for me. And I felt like, and then I had to deal with the anger of myself because I felt like I slipped up and started depending on people to celebrate me again. Because all y'all know, after I turned 31, I said, I'm never going to, I'm going to do my own parties. I'm going, you know, I, I'm not going to look for anyone to celebrate me in any way. But I kind of got into this thing, like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I was just like, it's going to be amazing. And, and it was just like, I really felt like, not everyone, because of that, but people was really like, oh yeah, here you go. Or, you know, people who I, you know, I send cards, I give birthday gifts. I didn't have a party because COVID snatched that, but I had a 50th birthday. And mm. I've been sending gifts, your kids' gifts. I don't even have no little kids to come to parties. I've been showing <laughs> up. You know, I'm at people's kids. You know, I, I had a I had a milestone birthday. And yeah. it was just oh. Mm -hmm. oh. But as everyone else's milestone birthdays come up or passed, they wanted you to be there for them. Mm -hmm. They had an expectation that you would be there for them. So much so that I get phone calls. Where you at? I can't even show up. Like, where you at? What time you getting here? You coming, right? Did you RSVP? But you couldn't even call me. So yeah, I I, I really felt so, it, it hurt my. I mean, and that's I was just hurt, and and it made me have to rethink how I interact with people. Just in terms of now, I feel like I gotta temper my joy for celebration because I'm like, nope, I'm gonna be real petty. I'm reciprocating. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real petty. We're in- <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real petty. But, but you know, your message is going to shine through heavily. Right. They're going to get the message because you are everywhere for everybody. So even listening to, and, and for you guys, you guys are just hearing this story, but she's been struggling with this. You know, we, we, I would say my dividend as a body has been struggling with relationships, period. But she's been struggling with this. So when, but we know how you show up for everybody and you don't just show up. You show up joyful. You show up with and there it is. It's I mean, you joy. give gifts on the off time. It doesn't have to be a special day. It could be, uh, and I'm I'm thinking of you. So when you stop showing up, it's going to, they're going to get the message that somehow, some way they didn't effed up somewhere along the way. And, 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 and then we will see what happens after that. How much do they really value relationship? Because what will they do after they notice your absence? Will you try to repair the relationship? Because there's a reason why she's absent when she's been present all of this time. She's always present. Like she said, she's present for your little kids. She's present for, she was present for my child. You know, she was present when Troy turned 21 during COVID in a small, small setting. You know, and, and I think that that, I think that we have been taken advantage of. It's sad to say. You know, we've I mean, been taking for and granted I mean, and trying to, and, and hold on, one last thing. And recognizing that I have been taken for granted was so hurtful for me because I I saw it before, but then it's just like, okay, now I'm going to just kind of pause. I'm not going to fight the power. I'm not going to be overly present. I'm not going to be overly helpful. I'm not going to just throw myself in there and offer my services yet again. I'm just going to sit back and wait. Was it really recognizing or accepting? Huh? Was it really recognizing or was it really accepting? Because you recognized it before. I I, I accepted it. I accepted. I I had come, I finally come to the place where I've allowed, I've come to accept all that God allows to happen. Mm -hmm. So I allowed it. I finally sat back and I allowed it to happen because Mm -hmm. yes, I did. I recognized who you were and you, who you were not to me for a long time. And I would see it on social media and the lies that you told to me then kind of played out. The truth was right there on social media and the disrespect was blatant and in your face. Hmm. And then I just decided that, okay, you know what? I'm going to accept it. Thank you, Donnie, for giving me the words. I'm going to accept it now. And now what do you do with it, Alyssa? And then the acceptance was so overwhelming to my spirit, to my soul, because I am good to people. And the only way, I mean, you can go ahead on and collaborate, take a story, your bits and your pieces, take it to people who already feel a certain kind of way with about Alyssa and allow mm-hmm. it to metastasize. But the harsh mm-hmm. reality is, is that I'm good to people. Mm-hmm. I am good. My intentions are always pure. I am down for the calls. I am everywhere. I am resource and referral for a million people. I am down for the calls. So to be treated the way that I have been treated in a year that I thought was going to be full of celebration has been hard it has been extremely hard here it's really really weird because i feel like during the pandemic it was the most peaceful loving time i had experienced in a long time like i think i'm still grieving to be honest with y'all i actually think i'm grieving how beautiful things were during Mm -hmm. the pandemic how we came together and Yolanda, get to my baby and give her, rub her back. <laughs> it's good, right? 
and then it wasn't. And, you know, it's hard to kind of pinpoint exactly where things just went left. Like, it just went left. And so I do think I'm grieving a lot of relationships that I know are dead. So it's kind of like what Coach P said, when you know something is dead, but you've been holding on to it. Right. So it's also grieving those relationships because those friendships are just important as like your male, female. Like, like I'm losing some friends now that I've been friends with for like 30. Y'all know, because we going through it. Let's just be real, right? So people you've been friends with for 25, 30 years. And the relationship just dissolves like it ain't nothing. It's just like, well, damn, you okay. So there's a for me, because I have a hard time of throwing people in the trash and letting go. When I love you, I love you now. If I don't care about you, if I don't have a connection to you, it's like when me and you were talking this week, Liz, if I don't have a connection to you, I don't care. But if there's a connection, that means I actually even took the time to absolutely it with you. I, I have a hard time like. When you are the one who, you were the one who was on some bullshit. And I'm not just speaking on one particular person, like several people. You were on some bullshit. I called you on your bullshit. Not even on some rah-rah like I want to fight you, but this is what you did. It hurt when you did this. Can we get, let's get past this. And it's like, nah, I'm good. Now, Okay. Like, it's like, wow, like that, like, wow. Okay. And it's that, <clears throat> that right there, Meek, that is that part right there. When I tell you that this hurts, when I beg you to slow down, ho, 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 stop, stop, stop with those words. Those words hurt. I'm trying to preserve a stop. This is how you, I make you, this is how you're making me feel. And then it persists. That makes me feel like all of those decades were for naught. I was literally holding us together. And now that I'm not, this whole thing has fallen apart. It's hard. <laughs> Go ahead, Donine. I see your wheel spinning, baby. <laughs> Why do I feel like me and Donine are having a Chloe and Haley moment? <laughs> so, so Chloe need a real emotional one. <laughs> Wait, I get them mixed up. But one sister is <laughs> one and one. And yeah. the other one be like this. And the little mermaid. The little mermaid. It really right. is. Chloe is the one that like this. And the little mermaid be sitting there like, you finished? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, I mean, because you're right. The, the pandemic was a, a beautiful, the pandemic showed, the pandemic allowed the world to love one another very unconditionally without restrictions, although we were we were restricted, right? It allowed us to um, blend our relationships, our families, and I said blend, not, you know, men, blend. Blend mm -hmm. our relationships and things of that nature. Um, and you're right, Tamika, it is really, you know, it. people have come out of the pandemic, which here's the thing, we all had our levels of growth, right? We're supposed to. Growing in different ways, growing in different fashions, you know, I'm, 
I'm at work. You guys were home. You know what I'm saying? So my my introduction to the world was going to be different than your reintroduction back into the world, right? So the things that you were afraid of, I've already battled, bar- you know, barreled through. So I'm looking at you all like, come on, catch up. You know, we don't have time. Get your mask and I'll get your mask. So, you know, but I do like the term that you use, grieve. Um, because I don't always think that we get an opportunity to grieve. And when I say we, people, friendships, groups of friends, right? That's the other thing. See, the other part to this message is I've always had, like, I have a sister, right? Same day, same, you know, I'm six minutes behind her. So I always will have a friend in my life, period. I always will have a space to share with somebody, even if I don't want to. So she is in my space. We, you know, share the same room as long as we can. I can remember. Um, so my friendships have always been in groups. Why? Because I came in this world as a freaking hair. So I know. You know what I'm saying? I know groups. I know there are times in the group where, and it's the group think, and it's the group response. And every some every now and again, people in the group are either all in the group think or all a part of the group response. And what I mean by response is, if we're not all liking Danine right now, we all can commiserate on the phone and have a conversation about Danine, right? And then Danine is on, you know, trying to figure out and navigate who the real friend is and who the real friend is not, right? But during COVID, there wasn't any of that. Right. We all hiding underneath our beds, whispering on the phone, like, you good? I'm good. I think I'm all right. You know, I, you know, I, I got some DoorDash today. They dropped it off on the step. What you get? You know, we had all of that going Talk on. Line. <laughs> right, right. Talk out like the whole nine. We were but now we're grieving because people are coming out like, well, I didn't I felt like this. Mm. We were in a space where we could have unconditional discussions unconditional debates you could be an unconditional contrarian for all i freaking care at that time now we're here um and i think that's where i'm struggling right because again when it's when you have groups of friends as Tamika says she doesn't intertwine hers you still have group think right and mm. the one that you know you you put it best like andre gonna tell me you're not on this spirit right that's one person being isolated by somebody saying, you're not on this spirit, right? And they came to be a part of the group, right? But they their relationship with you is not within this particular group. Mm. That's a whole lot. Like, that's a whole lot, right? Yeah. And I always, and I use, and I'm you, and when I'm thinking, I'm really thinking about my childhood friends, right? With just even where we are. Love, love them wholeheartedly to death. We're going to show up for each other no matter what, whatever the time, whatever the place, whatever the case may be. i never forget somebody was messing with um, Diana and we all came home. Davina was in Virginia, Dion was in Delaware, I was in North Jersey and Dewan was the only one here, but we showed up and showed out. Now we ain't talked to Diana and whatever, whatever, but we was here, right? That relationship we always will have. However, there are also pieces within our relationship that we'll never have the same again. And that's based on the hurt that has been experienced and the amount of apologies you give. And here's the other piece. I was just in a bad space. I was going to say, I'm not going to curse. Fuck that. Your bad space should not impact me in such a negative way that it's mean. Mm -hmm. Right. It's mean spirited that it's, I feel like that I did something wrong. 
right? And here's the thing. And if I That's did it. something wrong and I'm walking around and I don't know it, mm -hmm. how unfair of you as my friend not to help me understand it? And to be mm -hmm. mad at you for something that you don't even know is happening to be mad about. Oh. Yeah. Right. So, right. I, so when I so when we're talking about like how to navigate adult relationships, how to navigate long-standing adult relationships. Like, that's what I think we really kind of need to get to the crux of. I saw Indy, I think her name was like, oh, I gotta go somewhere. I don't know. Right. How to navigate these adult relationships that we thought would be a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And they really wound up only being for a purpose or a season. Not even, right. for, not even for a reason, but a right. purpose or a season. And and re and recognizing what it is, recognizing if they are a reason, a season or a lifetime, and not trying to take a reason into a and, lifetime. Enforce it. Exactly. Let, because let me ask you another hostage. Let me ask you, ladies, something. So we talk about you know, the things that have been done to us, right? What we've gone through. But how do you reconcile when you were the one that was on one? How do you go to, and this, I guess I'm trying to teach people, let's teach people how to properly apologize or how to properly own your shit. Like, how do you own your shit in relationships when things go awry? I'm good with that. I will start. I'm really good with that because I am extremely transparent. And I've recognized, especially in this healing process that was forced on me with the pandemic, when I had to just sit down with myself and come face to face with my truth because there was nothing else to do. Really, I was in my head and in my thoughts and in my feelings, what became a real live destination that I could not get out of. I've, real, I've recognized that some things that come to an end and, and Mosina Hicks is on this podcast today. Cinda was one of those people that I had to apologize to because I've recognized that it was my bullshit. It was my messiness. It was my arrogance at the time that took us where we were. And then I could find little faults of things that she did while we were in that space. But the reason why we got to that destination in the first place was because of me. And I owned it. And because I am so raw and open and honest like that, I can't accept anything else when people sit down with me and start to deflect because I, I am willing to admit that in periods of my life, I was not the best person. I recognize that I, we're all steadily evolving. And, and when we connected, when that thing went down, it was me. I was in some shit. I was on some shit. I was on one most of the time. Most of the time I was in my feelings. I was doing me. And because that Negro over there hurt my feelings, it gave me all access to be that B. I kind of got my footing. I was bold. I was honest. I was making bank and it was all about me. So everybody that came into my space during a period was collateral damage to what somebody else had done to me. I recognize it. I own it. And I told them, I told Cinda, I had to sit down with Cinda and say, Cinda, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry because she valued me. And just like a whole lot of people kind of cling, uh, we all have those, those kind of personalities where people kind of stick to us. They kind of just love us and kind of stick and stay. I was that to Cinda. I was a big sister to her. She loved me. She valued me. She was everything to me. And I would pick her up and put her ass down when I needed to. 
And that was awful to her because she was as wounded coming in as I was. So I took this wounded soul and further broke her and broke her over time and used her to my benefit because I knew not only did she love me, but she loved my kids. So she was going to be anything to her niece and nephew. And I used that to my advantage. And I went back and I said, I was fucked up during this period of my life. And I apologize because it was not you. It was me. And I'm so sorry. And because I'm that open and honest kind of raw person, I'm expecting that to come to come back to me. I'm expecting it. And it just has not. Mm-hmm. I am open. And, I, and I'm really I'm really good with that, with saying, yo, I F that up. I, I F that up. I'm sorry. And you could start it off because people kind of never really fully leave my life. So it's just like she comes over and Cinder's the one I've been talking about that's been coming and doing everything in my house, fixing everything, putting it all together, re- doing everything. So while Cinder to get in contact with, huh? <laughs> Cinder Hicks, you've been summoned. <laughs> Your contracting Cinder. skills are necessary. Cinder, she really is a whole me? contractor. She will lay floors. Cinder, I, need, I need your help, Cinder. Plumbing all <laughs> Cinder will do everything but electrical work. But Cinder okay. is it. And just while she's rolling paint on my walls, I just tell her how much I love her. And I appreciate the fact that you never gave up on me when I was with the shit. You are still here because you know I honestly love you. And I apologize. So to me, that's a good question, right? So I'm, I think I'm as transparent as, you know, whatever. But I owned a lot of people's shit. And I would sit in a space where people would let me own their shit. Did you steal the candy? No. You sure you ain't stealing? it? Well, maybe. But the thief be standing right next to me, letting me own that they stole the candy and it not be me kind of thing. Right. So I say that to say, because your your question is, your question was, are you able to own your stuff? Yes. I've owned my stuff and others. And I've sat in spaces when people allowed me to own their shit, when mm-hmm. they were the ones that were causing the harm. But because it was easier for and the other person beside me or the other person across from me thought, oh, well, I thought it was you anyway. Mm. That's what I mean. So that's because you looked a little like I'm not totally understanding. We being transparent is open, honest. You receive, you acknowledge, you provide. Right. And my my COVID relief was I realized I own way too much shit that was never mine. Period. I accepted everybody's whatever, even as strong, you know, because of course some people I know on here might be like, oh, Danny comes across. Yeah, I'm I'm strong, but motherfuckers but beat me up. And I'll go, all right. Knowing damn wow. well, I wasn't the one who did, said, or caused the harm. And some people forever. Right. Right. So owning it. Right. And understanding there are so many things with that. Right. Because I like Lizzie said, I was able to apologize. I've apologized to things like, well, I didn't realize that's how you felt. And and then you walk away and be like, mm-hmm. OK, you, you, you know, know what I call collateral damage in yeah. other people. Yeah. Need. Right. And, you know, and being able to see that, like. Like in in a situation that recently happened, I was like, oh, I was collateral damage in that situation because mm-hmm. that wasn't about me. That was, was really about A, B, and, and then I got to see my way into that. But that okay. people used you as collateral damage. It was just like, you know what? 
I she can go ahead and take that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yes. Have I walked up to people and you know I apologize for yes, apologies. And it's not even apology, but because the butt shouldn't ever follow. The butt negates right. everything that you said. Yeah, everything before, before it. And, yeah. and I think it's important in that apology, like I heard Lissy say, not only, oh, I apologize, because my mom, mm, I don't want to put my mom out there. Mm. So people will say that you apologize. People, will often be like, for it. <laughs> uh, people will often be like, well, I'm sorry that your feelings are hurt. That's gaslighting somebody. That's, that's it. Saying, You're that's trying to that's choke somebody. your ass out. I feel like a <laughs> real ownership is I apologize for what I did and own what you did yeah. and how it made you how it made that other person feel. Because people often be like, Well, I'm sorry. And you know, oh, I'm sorry. And you know but what? Then, apologize for the impact. I follow, right. apologize for how that, that impacts. Like how that made you feel like. You know, I had somebody. I ain't even gonna talk about. It. Never mind. Anyway, um, <laughs> I can't wait for the after show. I know, right? <laughs> well, y'all already know this already. Y'all, y'all know this. Okay. Y'all, y'all know this. When somebody, a, a good, good friend of mine, called me and just one day and said something to me that was just so off-putting, and I was so confused. Like, why would you call me? And say that to me, like <laughs> I had to reach out to y'all, like y'all. Do I look That's okay? Like, because it was so off-putting, and you know, and I had to when it happened, I I had to process it, like, but why, why? And then because we text, and and that was the I had to text because of where I was, but I just simply text how it made me feel when you called me up and said this to me. This is how this made me feel, period. And I left it at that. And the next day when we seen each other or the next time we seen each other, she immediately hugged me and was like, I am so sorry I made you feel that way. I don't know why. Let me ask you this. Moving after that, Meek, was that apology coupled with changed behavior? Right. Well, I don't think she'll call me and say anything like that again. (laughs) So time would only tell if you repeat that. I felt it was sincere. I felt it was a sincere apology. I mean, and I like the fact that I didn't have to bring it up or, you know, soon as she seen me, she said, I'm so sorry for how I made you feel. And she hugged me. And for me, I was like, okay, but don't do that again, please. Okay. But understanding the discomfort that comes with it. Right, right. If you harm somebody, you got to sit in that discomfort. Yeah, that's a lot. You know, you got to be is. you got to be whole within yourself, and you have to be able to handle that. Right, you oh. know, being being uncomfortable, be, you know, being comfortable being uh, being to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. When you apologize to someone and you acknowledge the the hurt, the harm, whatever it is that you may have given. Right, that someone may not even have anything back to say to you as you apologize to them. That's an uncomfortable environment that you placed yourself in. And if you're able to withstand that and process and actually change the behavior, but also recognize it. That's good. That's, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you that's group, that's right? Because I mean, all of this, the podcast, all the things that we're doing, people are putting on Instagram, these are all things to grow, recognizing that trauma exists recognizing what in your trauma is, as Tamika just said, you know, that wasn't really about me. It's about X, Y, and Z, right? Our world has always operated with deflecting. It's been okay to deflect. 
and it's okay yeah. to you know, make somebody else the target when right. the target that you really want is right there. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't want to make that target right there because you don't really want to lose that one. But there you go to me, I'm about to use your word. That one right there is collateral damage. So it doesn't matter if you lose them. But the irony yeah. is it doesn't matter that you lose is the one that's been riding with you the most. Honey. And the, the one, one that you're trying not to lose, the one that you try not to lose is 50-50 on how it's going. Yeah, maybe not, right? Might bounce out on you today, might keep you around tomorrow. That's woo, honey. See, I got another podcast I'm going to have to sit and watch a lot and, and write notes. This, <laughs> this you know, Coach, P, Coach yeah. P has helped me a lot. Um, Coach P, I'm a big Coach P fan. I think I like her so much because she cusses. I really do. I think it's the whole cussing. Because um, it's all, it's like so jarring. Like, you know, you hear this counselor, coach, you know, and then she'd be like, fuck that. I call bullshit. Like she will take you to task, but one of the things that she dropped the MFs, we like. Ooh, this I, is I, gotta, I still haven't watched that yet because I've been out in these casino streets. But one of the things that <laughs> <laughs> she has really helped me with. One of the things I had a hard time with. Um, I don't have a problem with saying no, but I have a problem when um, people keep asking me. Like I've said no, I I don't want to do that, or I'm not going to be able to do that, or whatever. And people will try to shame you into doing something or guilt you into doing something right. that you don't want to do. One of the best things that she helped me do to kind of, mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't feel like I got to punch somebody in their throat or, you know, whatever, but especially right. with my mom, is <laughs> the simple statement of, I can see how you can feel that way and that may work for you, but that's not going to work for me. So that's not what I'm going to do. And that statement really does just like shut it down. Where I'll have to say, stop fucking asking me because I said no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. You have to go there. So, right. And I don't want to go there, right? Because y'all know I have year, years of counseling and therapy and anger management, conflict resolution. I'll be trying to use my skills. But people be really trying me like, then I'll be wanting to karate chop you in the throat. Like, oh, right. oh, now we want to remain on, right, remain on. right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, be Bible, be Bible. But I do think in these adult relationships and navigating these relationships, it's really important for us to be. Um, vulnerability is a big thing, and like Donnie said, it's hard to apologize, and it's also hard to say when somebody hurt you, right? Like, to right. be vulnerable and say you hurt my feelings when you did this and I value our relationship. Like I've reached out to somebody and I'm like, yo, I love you, sis. You know, we've been friends for so long. And I always feel like, you know, sisters can fuss and fight, but we shouldn't fall out. Like, right. yeah, I'd be like, like, that's my thing. Like, wait, we falling out. Like so many people know that I've had like arguments with or confrontations with, and literally I'd be like, are we still going to brunch though? Like, cause I feel like <laughs> we should be able to work through yeah. Conflict, like if you ain't killed my kid, or like if you ain't did those things on my list that are you can't return from, like Dark Vader, the dark side. I don't understand. Like I'm always open and willing to work through conflict. Like I don't feel like we can't work through this and then move past it. It may be different, like Donnie said, the relationship may be different, but it's no reason that you can't move past something. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it's. Tamika, that was you one do, of the you do. 
was how do we move forward, right? And I, I think that's the hard piece. Um, we all we can't give you a formal answer to how do we move forward because everybody's healing and what they're willing to accept and tolerate is going to be different. Absolutely. Right? So if you find that that relationship is no longer serving you, and I don't mean serving you with materialistic, but serving and right. feeding your spirit and serving you and making you feel good, you know, and serving you and making you feel um, beautiful inside and out, then that you have to figure out how to move forward from from that. Um, particular mm -hmm. relationship. If you find that when you walking into a situation, your anxiety is at a six versus a Yo. four, right? You know, those yeah. are things that we never, we we never, we don't always take into account. Like when you're about to go to the party and you more concerned about how you look for that party versus just going to that party, that's your, anxi that's your anxiety kicking in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. those are things that that's how you figure out how to move forward. When I sit in this space, when I'm around these particular individuals and do I feel invisible or do I see, feel seen? Because if I feel invisible, it's time to bounce left or bounce back. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's the hard, hard part. And accepting that the friendship no longer is feeding your spirit because it's not mm -hmm. about what it's feeding to them. Right. It really is about what's feeding to you. And I think Indy put up there or someone, I'm sorry. I about think Indy, Indy, Indy is a male. And I think Indy needs to be our next. I'm sorry, Indy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Indy. Well, Indy well, Indy needs to be our next him. guest. He got a lot to say. And I I understanding I your value, understanding right. your worthiness, understanding, you know, um what you bring to the table. Some of our friendships were literally built upon making you feel invaluable. Mm. Ooh. They were built. Right. Wait, what you to say? Were built upon that, and it took you 25 years <laughs> to recognize. Jesus, you know, always been making me feel invalidated, invalued, and not. Oh, honey. And let me tell you something about that feeling right there. Mm -hmm. There. To feel invaluable, like I don't value you. I am not a priority. I like that's a hard oh, feeling and burden to carry. When I tell you, I know that personal level to right. know that you, that really affects you on a I'm deep about to get an apostolic two-step hold <laughs> it is the yeah. day of Pentecost so, so when it comes it to how do you move on right you, it really is sitting with some of that and again recognize because you know getting ready for the demon then right so listen gonna come in with something something gold and glittery on right Tamika rolling in with some kind of message. I'm coming in extremely militant. Angie coming in like, hey, let's all get along. You know, Nafan might come in a certain way, Rhonda, right? But when I show up to that event or when I show up into that space, I don't, my brain does not kick into what it is. How do I fit into this? My brain is absolutely at a space of this is who I am, how I can show up, and where to love begins. That's and end, right? You but there are moments when you are at a high vibration, right? Yeah. And then what yeah. Coach P said, when you think about the people, places, and things that you associate yourself with, whenever they come to mind, is it low vibrating or is it high vibrating? Gotcha. You know what I mean? And and that was one of the things about the diva then I think that was so amazing. Our friendship high. 
high vibration. It was like I could not wait to get to. They was just like, "What we gonna eat? What we gonna drink?" Like it was that energy, and 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 when it when it shifted slightly. It fucked me up. I don't know about nobody else, but our vibration was so on point that when we sat in a when we sat and watched TV and slept all weekend, and I had to do much of anything. Not many people. Again, I'm going to go back to how do you move on? Right. I don't have the answer. This is the yeah. this this is the discuss to open up discussion, but it's not to provide solutions and answers. Because right, because you got to do the work yourself. You got to do your own work. You gotta, and that's why I said Lissy's becoming is going to be different than my becoming, right? Lissy might be in chapter seven of the book. I'm at chapter three of the book. Lissy's reading the book. I'm listening to the book on Audible, right? <laughs> so, you know, all of those different oh, things. Fine speech, right? Uh, precious, precious bidding. You know, bidding. But yeah. the work, but it's true work, and there's true acknowledgement, and there's true understanding. Yeah, that, yeah. Has, to, that has to really. It has to be mutual. Then the, has both to parties have to be willing to give and take. Both parties have to be willing to to acknowledge and then receive. And another thing about moving on is also recognizing that it might not be the same as what it was. Mm-hmm. And part of what you were saying about with the pandemic, as we were emerging out of it. A lot of people had that vision. We're gonna go right back to where we picked up, and you couldn't do that. That was you had to go in with a mind space of behaving differently, and it probably was that big shift of let's go back to being that mean, cold world. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna just you know rush to be the first person in line as opposed to oh no, you can go first. I'll hold the door for you. And so it they jumped so far to this negative space that it was such a shock. That's a good and analogy. Like, you have to. It's that chair. It's that chair. <laughs> Man, that's a good analogy, Angie. That is a good, is good analogy. Because I definitely feel like I'm still in Disney princess mode. And it's just like, why are you being mean? What is happening? That's not what we were built upon. No. You know. And it's, and it's, that again, that mutual understanding, right? Well, I would want somebody to hold the door for me, so I'm gonna hold the door for the next person, yeah, as opposed to being so mindset and right here and only taking yes. care of me. And when we tell the people, you know, like acknowledge your own stuff, you have to see beyond just you, mm-hmm. you can't stay right here within me. And then sometimes, you know, I worry about a lot of people too because they're going through so much mental stuff, right? And it's just like, okay, you can go through your stuff, but at the same time, it's like, are you really gonna get through your stuff because you can go in it and never get out. Are you willing to give? Because what I've learned in this whole process, this all of this, is that people people were never thought that their grace and mercy would run out. Exactly. Yep. People never thought their grace and mercy would run out. Because they so were no I was constantly being in a space, and I go back to I highlighted for quite some time. Sheree put up there a uh, a conflict shouldn't end a true friendship. friendship. Right, what kind of conflict though? Because my my longstanding relationship was one of me realizing that who I was to her in her face was not who I was when I was outside of the room. Mm. Well, that's that she was talking about, and all of those different things. So, what what exactly is true friendship? Because I thought I had one, but clearly it was not one. So, mm. do you just continue? I think I don't even think that was a conflict though, because I, I I'm privy to what you are 
talk. I'm privy to all your shit. I know all your conflicts, but <laughs> that particular one, oh. I don't think it was conflict. It wasn't a you did something to me or we we had a a disagreement or something. That was a deep, almost like a um. You know how um um. Muffy says this to me all the time. She says, oh, Muffy says I have frenemies. She's identified certain people. <laughs> a single black female. Buffy always say, Mommy, you know, she loves you, but she doesn't like you for whatever reason. Yeah. I think your light really shines too bright, or she wants to be mm. more, so she resents you. And I'd be like, That's not nice. And she was like, It may not be nice, but it's true. I think you were in a frenemy relationship with this person. So they, and they secretly resented you and, mm. and maybe wanted to be more like you, which is what caused that resentment. Because that's that's not conflict when I'm talking shit behind you, or you know that you know, that's not conflict. That's not what conflict is. Where I'm talking um, that, shit about you, bag, and I'm, I'm yeah, doing right. things that are just mean, and you know that's not conflict. That's a whole nother another thing. I like mean, I feel like that, that's not conflict. That ain't conflict, and that ain't a <laughs> it caused the conflict. That action that caused the conflict. <laughs> Boss it's the chair. It's the chair in the glass. It and I bust out laughing at Rob's statement. Rob's statement. It caused a deep-seated um, issue with you in particular that right. she needs to deal with, and it's not for you to own. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that that wasn't for you to own. That wasn't that wasn't a situation. Because some issues we have with people is not conflict. So there, we can't resolve it because the issue is with them. It's it's all right. Yeah. It's with them and whatever they feel about you. You know what I mean? So stuff like that, you just be like, oh shit, I ain't nothing I can do about that. Like that sometimes, ain't some some instances you can't change what they've already thought, whatever preconceived what they have, have they, had, yep, yep. they or if they've been hurt, they can't get over that hurt enough to let you back in. So it's just like okay, again, to Danny's point, when you say that sometimes a thought that came to mind that you know you are friendship for a season, just like real seasons. Does that friendship come back? Does it wait? Right. You know, maybe got to hibernate for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and you know, down the road, we can kind of pick up again. And maybe not exactly. I've had that had to be on a hiatus for years. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and I think we end up reconnecting because I don't know, uh, through a, another mutual friend. And I said to them, and I said to her, um, I didn't have a falling out with you. You had a falling out with me. And I'm still not sure exactly what that falling out was about, although I believe I know, because again, people enter into relationships having expectations of you, right? And her not feeling that I showed up for her in the ways that she felt I should show up for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having all of these other um, circle of friends was uncomfortable for her. And, you know, so it was all of these things that, she was uncomfortable with, but I never did anything to her. I never, I just didn't meet her expectations. And as a result, she basically was like, whatever, you know what I mean? And I was just like, you know, y'all know me, I'm going to try to always end with, you know, well, I'm really sorry things, you know, panned out like this. And you know, like, I just wrote her a letter and was just like, be well, because I wish no one harm. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Be well. I hope, listen, I hope you you, you thrive in, 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 in all of those things and, you know, be, you know, this. Let me is. just say this, that it is a wonderful thing to, to finally 
um, find a space where you can just be your authentic self, where you there's nothing required of you other than being Alyssa or mm. Indy or Butel. That is an amazing feeling because there are so many relationships where I was merely tolerated. So many friendships, um, a huge friendship of mine, like a whole group, a whole cluster of people kind of came to a crashing end when one person lied on me and everybody decided to take that lie and make it the truth. When, oh, when, when, crazy when, to when, me. when it never, when I never was able to even explain my side or when, when a decision was made about me prior to me even knowing, they took that person's word as gospel and they moved on with their lives with it. I was still a part of that space for quite some time before I figured out or I had known what exactly had happened. But they had already moved on without me because they believe that one person's word is gospel. That let me know years later, though, mm -hmm. because it came during a time where I was extremely broken and nobody had any kind of sympathy or empathy for me at all. You know, I had just lost my dad and, and the situation just kept barreling on and barreling on. And the the, the the decision was made. This person's word became law and they became all became friends and moved on with their lives. Right. That's and I realized years later that that's where I realized that I was just merely being tolerated in that space. I was never a friend because how is it that one person can say all of these things about me? And it just. I said, how can you tell a whole lie about somebody and everybody believe it? Oh, like, I don't yeah, it was like a whole, it was a whole thing. And it, it became the law I, and we all moved on together. Y'all something. My dividend, my friends, this is, y'all better not let nobody lie on me and y'all just go that's, with that's it. Y'all know, know what I'm doing, what I wouldn't that's do. Me, that's that's me, me, let me say this, nobody can talk about y'all in my space. Nobody can talk about y'all in my space. That because doesn't sound like to me. I'm not having it. I'm not right. having anybody talking about my people in my space. Now, right. there's two things that I could do, and I've talked about this before. There's two different reactions that I may have. Like one, some days I'm just going to stand my ground, be like, stop fucking playing with me. Y'all know for sure that y'all can't talk. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. And then there are other days where I'm really not that I ain't up for a fight. I'll be like, I'm going to go ahead on a tap out right now. I'm going to tap out and I'm going to go because y'all right. know y'all playing games with me and I'm just not even in a mood. But you will never be able to say that you were having a conversation about Tamika, Angie, or Donine in my presence and I was just sitting here like I was a part of the story. So I'm going to tap out so I don't choke y'all out because y'all know right. I don't play those kind of games. That's not what was happening to me. No, mm -hmm. I, there was no protection for Alyssa in this space. That person was able to get that off. And when I'm in that person's presence, she's very extremely uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's when you know for sure that you were dirt. You did dirt. And it right. was awful. So I make it my business. I try not to. I only try to be in beautiful spaces unless it's for work. For right. money, I'm going to go ahead on and do what it is I have to do. But Suck for entertainment, <laughs> on my personal level, I don't move in spaces that are uncomfortable to me. I don't feel like the need to be just like, yep, I'm going to go wreak havoc. Nah, that does something to my spirit. My spirit is pure and I'm only here to enjoy myself. I'm not here to do none of that old extra stuff. That's just not who I am. I'm just going to show up and show out and I'm going to be sharp. That's not who Alyssa is. Alyssa will go completely quiet off the grid. I like beautiful mm -hmm. spaces where I can be my authentic self and I could be my, my raw transparency is appreciated. My drag queendom is loved on all of that kind of stuff. I find I have finally found spaces where I can be me and people just authentically love me because I didn't get that before. I was merely tolerated.
I was tolerated. So to I was tolerated. And anybody, I, there was no protection for Alyssa. There is never a word that has come back in those situations where Alyssa was, in fact, anybody ever spoke up for Alyssa. The word was said and it kind of moved on. And now I recognize and sitting with these beautiful souls over the pandemic, I've then realized because they gave me the words because I really do feel like I'm eloquent enough. I'm well-spoken enough, but there are some situations I need to help process it. And in that space during the pandemic and just conversations that were being have, had in a real live diva then, it is a real space, y'all, for real. We just took the it name of the first space. So, really so we were really in that space and they gave me the words and was like, that's what that was. I was only tolerated. Mm -hmm. While I mm -hmm. loved and valued these people for so long, I, though, was only tolerated. That's why there was no regard for me. That's why, while I was going through all these things, nobody even had enough to just stop and say, hey, 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 give her a break for a couple seconds because I was merely tolerated. And when my time ended, it was time for me to go. That was my Devin. Devin is here. Yeah. Devin is somewhere because I, can't, I, I told him 11.30, but he was like, are you going to be near the front valet or are you going to be on the other side? I, let me tell y'all something. I love him. God sent him to me too. Um, a great but, healthy relationship there. Um, great, let me tell you something. That's another podcast. But yes, because <laughs> we should talk about what great healthy relationships look like. Look um, like and Two in a, in a follow-up. Maybe we need to bring Indy on Indy in on that one. So let got... me just say this though, because I don't want to come across as a you know goody two shoes because I'm not right. And while I don't talk shit about people like behind their backs or you know I'm not I'm I'm just not a mean malicious person. Trust and believe though, I do have a person that. I do talk shit too about the people that I love. So <laughs> you know how you have that person. Right? Like you know people will piss you off or whatever, right? So I'm very careful about what I say when I'm in my feelings, right? So I'm, I'm careful about that. And I realize that I can't say things to certain people in the in the moment of anger, right? So you know how. We'll use your husband. Let's use our men or husband, boyfriend. You know, you'd be mad at your husband. You'd be like, this use mother ever, I, can't I hate him. I'm leaving him this month, right? One thing I love about y'all, y'all be like, mm -hmm, okay. You know <laughs> what I mean? But you understand that I love him and mm -hmm. that, you know, just because I cuss him out, you better not cuss him out. Just because I will say whatever, you know, you better not cuss for me, that's a non-negotiable and I run up and like, we can go ahead and take this outside. We can do whatever. Cause I'm not going to disrespect your spouse, your mate, you know, you know, and you're never going to disrespect mine. So no matter what I say about him, you know what I mean? But I do have a person that I feel completely comfortable with and safe with. It's Nita, Donnie. Mm -hmm, I know. I, you know, it's Nita. And I can call to be like, let me tell you what this mother effort did. And like, uh, and she laughs, but I know she's not going to hold the receipts to that. And I know she's not going to, she knows that I love this person or that's still my friend. Cause I'd be like, yeah, we still going out this weekend, but she made me mad. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? So I realized that I had to have one person. Like, I don't say that. I, I have one person that's a safe place that I can vent to when I'm being unreasonable and irrational 
and it's not going to go anywhere else. So right. I don't know if you guys got that one person, but oh, Nita and, so, and Nita is the one. She Nita boarded out in me because she'd be talking trash, and then she'd be like, "You know, I love that person though, right?" <laughs> like this is just between me and you. I just need to get this out because I'm angry, and I found you know, that to bring back up. Like you said that about them, it doesn't matter what I said. Right, right. right. That's what it is. Because I had friends that I've vented to, and then they'd be like, "Oh, well." You seats, you remember that? Like I was mad. I. I was mad. So having that safety. <laughs> well, Liz, I wanted to kind of go real quick back to your little about being merely tolerated. The other piece is the relation. The group was committed to make to misunderstanding you. So we had an incident um, one weekend. Tamika and all of us were there, and someone stated to me like, "Oh, all this time, that ain't I thought this about you." And I yeah. was like, "Oh, word." And she said, "Yeah." <clears throat> she said, "When I when you did this, I thought this." And I was like, oh, so you was really, you were committed to that, right? And then mm -hmm. she she had other people who would chime in. Mm -hmm. So you all, you know, you all have y'all back, y'all backbone conversations, you know, or we had, a, uh, we had a backbone road at University of Maryland Eastern Shore. So on backbone road, you all <laughs> have these conversations. Um, and then it became a commitment to that's who she is. So when they shared or whatever the incident was, because I'm aware of it <clears throat> as well, the group is, when they shared that about you, the group was already committed to who they thought you were without giving deference That's to who you really are. And then there's that. And then right? there's so, that. You know, at that point in time, it's difficult to be, you know, it's hard when you're trying to get from under somebody's committed thought process of who they believe you to be, even if you've never showed up to them that way. Mm -hmm. Even if in that relationship, even if you've never, never showed, up to, them showed up to them that way, when they hear the story in your absence, it's easy to take in the story in your absence, despite the conflicting information that might be the actual experience that they have had with you. That's Dang. good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Oh, y'all on some ish today, mm -hmm. baby. This mm -hmm. is good. There's gonna be the follow up to this because th this is good. This is really this is, good. This is way too good to let this just go because this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. Y'all are healing my soul and cracking me up all at the same time. This is a, the comments are just rolling. Listen, if I can't laugh with my friends, then you ain't my friend. We can't be I friends. I heard that. I need I belly laughs. I need belly laughs. I need deep down belly laughs. You know what I mean? <laughs> absolutely. I do. I do. I do, but, you know, and as much as we talk about the navigation of friendships, let me just say, and I've said this before on this platform, and I'll say it again, I am truly blessed. It is an honor. I really feel that it is an honor, which is probably why I value my relationship so much, to have the amount of women friendships that I have, mm -hmm. because oftentimes you'll hear women say, I don't do women. I'll, I'll do other women. I am so blessed to have so many circles. I just have a, a wide and leaping women that I am surrounded by that love me and that pour into me more than they take away. Because I think I started off by saying, I would say 98% of my, my friendships and relationships really are um reciprocal like in terms of my circle when i think about yeah. my circle there's an inner circle like they really are reciprocal and loving and um genuine and transparent and i i, I do acknowledge that as a blessing and i love y'all like i i love y'all 
You know what I mean? Um, those outliers, they it is what it is. Um, but I know that I'm blessed to have a group of women because there's nothing like sisterhood. Yeah. I don't care what nobody. Yeah. There's nothing like. There's nothing like sisterhood. There's nothing like the call from your 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 sister girl, your friend, your sister, or whoever, and she can just pick up by the tone in your voice what's going on in your life, and she's able to pour into your life immediately. Like no matter, pivot right in the middle of a conversation. Like says you good, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So yeah, um, I'm so blessed. Yeah, that's I, I one of the that. things I thought about in terms of having healthy relationships was also identifying where you have those relationships. So you'll have your work relationships or your um, office relationships. You have your at home relationships, whether it's yeah. the people that you're taking care of, the people taking care of you, your, your spouse or significant other. You have your community connections and how you have to navigate all of those different types of relationships because you've got to be true. Mm-hmm. to those different spaces where you are and then you have different expectations in those healthy relationship spaces and you want to have yeah. hopefully enough balance that all of those spaces are healthy mm-hmm. now when they all are unhealthy that's when you know calls for <laughs> debacle but then I think that's when you take stock of you right? everywhere you, you know, go there's a problem they're all unhealthy if you arguing with your husband you arguing with people at work and you arguing with your kids the common denominator that relationship is you. Is you. So you got to oh, be the one to figure people out. People don't. Everybody people don't that be, connection. Everybody else can't be the problem if that's the case, right? If it's you don't want to decide to pull back and you pull back from all these different, you know, situations, scenarios, and, and circumstances, then really, well, they should have reached out to me. Word, because you pull back from everything. So we all should be on a way, you know, alert and now. Well, if everybody has, and you still like, oh, it's everybody else is never me. I have a good friend that always says, um, I'm going to say this. Let me, let, let me just put a wait, pen Angie right there. Wait, Angie was going to say she had a good friend. I know, I know wait. Know. Angie was wait. like, I got a good friend that always has says, everywhere you go, there you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, we all know we be losing our credit. Go ahead, boss lady. Go ahead, boss lady. I ain't even going to you out. Everywhere you go, there you there are. There you are. Everywhere you go, there you are. That's true. I'm going to say this because Angie said it can't, if, if there are all these conflicts surrounding you, how is it not you? Or you're the common denominator. You're the common denominator. And, and I've heard that in the midst of what it is that I've been going through. And it is not me because I take stock of me and I own me and what it is that I've done. It is not me how people are treating me so weird. It is not me. I have not done anything. I have been good to these people. It is not me. I own when it is, Alyssa. I know for sure when I'm on my nigga mess. I know for sure when I'm ignorant. I know for sure when I'm barreling through the world. I know for sure. And I know when I am kind and I am just and my intentions are pure. And I know when my servitude is at its highest and I'm doing all of these great things. I know when it does not feel good. There is no way that anybody could take this part of this segment and then say, yeah, she having problems with all these people. You guys are awful. And I accepted it. Hold right there. I want you to hold. I want you to hold right there. When, let me say, when I say you're the common denominator, what I mean by that and the intention behind that statement is what is it that I am doing that is drawing these type of people into my life? Okay. That's 
where when I say, if you're the common denominator, take a look at what it is. So take a, and we had this conversation earlier this week about a particular person. And what about me is drawing this type of energy into my life? And I think you actually said it earlier in the podcast, your desire to be needed initially as you become, but your desire to be needed initially drew people who were needy into your life, who constantly took from you, who constantly had these expectations of you. And as you grow and become the new Alyssa, who is no longer willing to just I'm just going to give, 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 give. Please love me, love me, love me, because I'm giving, 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 and I'm doing, 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 doing. When that is no longer happening, you're no longer serving them in the way that they were used to you serving them. And hence, the ugliness is coming out. So feel when, when the statement is, if all of this conflict and all these people are coming from you, you're the common denominator. It means take a look at why am i putting out into the world Mm -hmm. and why you know because there is a why right there is a why about the people that we interact with and the reasons that we interact with them and because you are becoming you made that your mission last year i am becoming i no longer want to be the listed that i used to be you are going to face opposition you're going to face that nastiness because you are no longer the people you are no longer the person that people needed you to be. That's what I mean by saying, take a look. Amen. Let me get my tissue again. Because oftentimes when people use that statement, it's because it's usually said in a way that makes it a negative way, right? right? It's not coming from a negative place. It's coming from a place of self-awareness and looking at... Yeah, so I say that because I don't want you getting off this podcast and feeling like I'm sorry, that's my ride, my my chariot. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want you leaving off of this podcast feeling like it's not me, I didn't do it. We know you didn't do it, it's not you, but there is something that is attracting these type of people. To the empath in me attracts narcissists. Absolutely. But as you are becoming, you're shedding those people. And they don't want to go. So they they gonna lash out to you. They gonna, you know, say things to intentionally hurt you and make you feel bad. That's what their intentions are. So don't hold that and don't own that. Um, and don't look and don't take it as negative. That's really when you say, so the world is always gonna be balanced in some way, shape, or form, right? You're either going to be arguing with your brother, but cool with your sister, right? The refrigerator is going to either be on or it's going to be off, right? That in-between only exists in a small, short window. But when you have a lot of the in-between of when everything is happening at one time, to be able to say, what if I'm the common denominator or I'm that common denominator, as I self-reflect, as I re- respond, react, you know, redesign, remold, whatever the case may be, that does require some level of inward thinking. It doesn't mean that you own what is happening and all says it as fault. It doesn't mean that. It means to take the moment to say, as Tamika said, what is, what am I, what is my energy? Because there's at times where my focus could be a Tasmanian devil in all areas and not realize you the goddamn Tasmanian devil, right? (laughs) And you're like, it ain't me. Oh, it ain't you. You came in here 
like the Tasmanian devil on a cartoon and rip through everything. And then you trying to figure out why everybody looking at me crazy. Right? Not, you know, take hold and recognize who you are. You know, I love the Tasmanian devil, y'all. I love that. Him and Monster on the Muppet. So. We always, in the other pieces, everything that we present is not an intention of, of negativity because our brain automatically looks at it as a fault. It's not necessarily a fault, right? Because in order for us to understand, we got to grow, yep. right? Growth is, is growth requires time, energy, patience, water, and everything. And, water. and it doesn't happen yep. overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. Out of this group, what was it? Four, what, three years ago, we all did the um, Girl Trek walk, right? We all out there walking at the same time, doing our thing. We all shedding our pants. No, no, now no. we didn't all ate a little bit of COVID again. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's the balance. Three years ago, we were in a whole different space trying to do X, Y, and Z. Now we're at another space. Right. That small window of, of that in between is small. So don't take it that negative. Like, it wasn't me. I ain't about fault, boo. No, 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 no. You know what? And I receive what it is that you guys need to make sure you do that, though. I want to make sure that people understand. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm glad it got us to this place because a lot of times, it is it is brought upon like in a negative connotation right. that that you know what i must i must be effing everything up so that i wanted people to see that where it is you, that you took me that it could be that what are you putting out into the world that is attracting these kind of people so i totally receive it and i need for somebody else to receive it because i know that there is tons of pen, empaths on my podcast here people with the same kind of heart as me Mm -hmm. Or just like, well, what could I possibly have done to make these people treat me this way? I am going to, I'm about to um to pulse check because so my, my podcast is packing up. Angie has oh my goodness. to the side. Me, she didn't put her crossbody on, honey. That's how cute it is. And Dani was getting into some good stuff. I'm watching the time tick away while Meek then took her charger out the wall, put it in her bag. Because she got the text message that says, I am downstairs. Wait, wait. Oh, you, wait. Uh, so, y'all know me and Devin literally have been trying to get together for my birthday since hey, January, Devin, and we just keep missing each other. Yeah, so, he was yeah. supposed to come over last night, but then it was like tornadoes and thunderstorms and stuff. So, I was like, well, let's do brunch. His thing is brunch. And I was like, well, I got the podcast, and we're trying to really stay to an hour. We never really do. I was like, so. Let's shoot for 1130. <laughs> it's 1130 now. So we are about to, we're about to end this thing off. We are summoned. Uh, Indy Perkins, you have been summoned to uh, Weekends with Wilds Y. You are a special guest for the Diva Dem, for the next Diva Dem, which will be in June. We want to have you on our podcast as we continue this conversation because we, we really honestly didn't finish. This could be a conversation. If we were in the Diva Den with food and drink, this so is a conversation that would, would, it would be going on and on and on and on it, for hours. We'd be, we'd be so, there all night. Andy Perkins, you have been, um, <laughs> you have officially been invited because I think that what Indy has to say, it will help um, soothe Sierra Fisher's soul, who has publicly been going through some things with friends, um, with a friend in particular, out in the wide open. 
um, on social media because she just needs that. And it's not that she's trying to blast this person, but I think she really needs people's advice on how to handle this. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that Andy Perkins, he already accepted our invitation. Andy Perkins, you will be our next guest on Weekends with Wilds or Wide is the fourth the fourth Saturday of the month. So make yourself available. And I know for sure what he's been speaking in these comments will help Sierra's soul because her friend has turned heinous on her. Her friend is having a hard time with her pivot to save herself, move towards peace. Her growth is not aligning with what her friend, her friend has mm -hmm. for them. Like mm -hmm. she's just not going down. So yeah. It's all it's all over. I thank you guys. Not only were you here with us on a holiday weekend, because I normally will take us down on holiday weekends. Not only did I nope. keep us up because I missed them, too, but you guys showed up in a grand fashion. We were seeing numbers that I haven't seen in quite some time. We were holding somewhere between 32, 27 and 32 for most of the show. And I appreciate you guys because y'all are amazing. Share this podcast with everybody that you think needs to hear all of our different points of view. I appreciate you guys for holding and staying in there with us all of this time. Two fingers, y'all. Put it on your inner wrist. <laughs> that pulse that you feel is purpose. If you still feel something, it means that God woke you up to, uh, yet again to do a thing. You are here for a purpose. That pulse means you have a purpose. Every single day when you wake up, there is something that God has designed for you to do. So I need for you to find your purpose, walk in your purpose, and live out your purpose every single day. Somebody, something is tied to you doing what it is that God has purposed you to do. Find it, walk in it, and live it out every single day. I love you guys. Happy Memorial Day. Okay. Be, safe. Be safe. The out fun is out today. A little is. world is a little unsafe as it has been, but you know it's heightened. I need for you guys to be. Um, I need for you guys to be safe because you matter to me, and I want to make sure that you are here the next week and the next week and the next week and the next week. I love you. Have a happy and a safe Memorial Day weekend, love you guys. Next week, Indy is our guest for the next weekends of Wilds Worldwide with the Diva Den. I cannot wait. Love you guys. Take care. Love you guys. Bye. I'll talk to y'all later.